0: Welcome to The Rise. I'm your host, Mark Basil. This is the podcast where we talk industry, we talk business, we talk shit, we motivate and we get things done. Hey guys, thank you for tuning into this week's episode of The Rise. I want to thank everybody once again who does continue weekly to tune into this show. Our audience keeps growing week in, week out, and for that, I cannot thank you guys enough. I want to see, I'm very curious to see how far of a reach that this podcast can actually grow to. With your help, guys, we've been able to reach countries like Belgium and Colombia and Algeria, Nicaragua, United Kingdom, Australia, Canada, Mexico, France. So let's keep going. Let's keep forging forward. Keep subscribing and downloading for all you Apple users. Make sure you click that five star rating. Get us on that new and noteworthy list. And let's really see how big we can get this podcast to be, guys. Last week I did an episode that uh, was very near and dear to my heart. It was about a chance encounter with. The very well-known actor, Alec Baldwin, that I was afforded 18, 19 years ago in New York City as a very struggling actor. Really, truly first time getting my feet wet as a New Yorker, pounding the pavement, knocking down doors, really was getting nowhere. And it was about Alec Baldwin and his kindness and, you know, just extending himself to me and his his precious time being, being very gracious with his time to me, virtually a nobody uh, who just was looking to pick his brain for a few minutes. And I was able to get 15, 20 minutes out of that. And it was 15, 20 minutes of some of the most sound advice that I could ever receive in my career that I still utilize very much today. And with that being said, it got me thinking about my career a little bit and how it really was a long road for me, how it truly was a struggle. And I thought to myself, wow, I, I here I am, 36 years old, Uh, going on 37. And I've dedicated my entire life to this industry that I'm so fascinated with and I love so much. And this industry truly did not start showing me love in return until I hit 30 years old, guys. So I I was going to give you guys a little bit of a um, background of my career and how I'm still knocking down doors, I'm still pounding the pavement to get to where I want to be, how I haven't yet reached my end game, but basically kind of give you a chronological, um, depiction of my own personal journey as to where I am, uh, where I started and as to where I am right now today, currently. So, you know, I, I got involved in acting at a very young age. I was six years old. Uh, basically just a clown. Man, I, I, I would run around the house and I would I, I, I would uh, reiterate songs from, uh, you know, Newsies, the, the, the original movie Newsies with Christian Bale. And I would uh, mimic lines from movies and stuff like that. And my my mom had actually heard something on the radio, which I'm sure we've all heard at some point or another about New York City's top agency looking for young talent at this mall. Uh, I, I don't recall which mall it was at the time and her and my father had a conversation about it and my father who has always been pretty um pretty fascinated with with uh entertainment in and of itself thought maybe it was a good idea you know maybe it would be a good outlet for me and you know i was very high strung as a child i was off the walls i had a lot of lot of energy and and so we did it and my mother uh took me to the mall with 10,000 other kids and my poor poor brother God bless him, had no other choice but to stand there with us for 10 hours or 12 hours, whatever it was, with 10,000 other kids. And 12 hours later, we actually got in and I got to do my audition, which, again, I had never, ever done before. I'd never had an audition before. And the casting director, the agent, I think it was an agency, the agent had actually said to my mom that, you know, she felt that I could actually make something of this If I had some formal training. So again, back to the drawing board and my parents were discussing the options and is this something we should do? He's six years old, you know, and at that time I had never stuck with anything in my life. Like I would try it for a week, a day, an hour, and then I'd get bored with it. But for whatever reason, my parents saw that this was something that was worth exploring. They felt that this was something that was good for me. I had no idea what I was getting into, really didn't, um, really didn't understand it, didn't really know what it was, definitely didn't know how a movie was made at six years old. And it was also around the same time Jane Fonda and Robert De Niro were filming a movie in my hometown called Stanley and Iris, where I I was born. And my parents had known somebody across the street from where they were setting up in front of this house that they were going to use as an exterior shot. And we had gone there and sat on the front lawn and watched this entire production. And I was just in awe of everything. It was the first time I'd ever seen anything like it. And the cameras and the cranes and the lights and the 150 or 200 different people involved in getting this one shot done. Never mind Robert De Niro and Jane Fonda. I had no idea who they were at six years old, but it was just the entire production and the chaos that that I was enthralled with. And from that point on, it, it was like I was sucked in. I was bitten by the bug. And my parents had done their research, and they found a school in New York City, Wiest Baron School of Acting. And I went and I auditioned for the, for the program, and I was accepted into the children's program. And every Saturday, and God bless my mom, she would work third shift Monday through Friday night. Saturday morning, she'd be done for the weekend, back to the grind Monday night. So she would work all night long, and then uh summoned my grandmother to take me to new york and the three of us would go to the city every lesson we'd make a day out of it and uh the reason my grandmother would come is not only because she loved new york city but because my mother needed an extra set of eyes on me because if she blinked too long i would have been across fifth avenue at seven years old so that was our routine every saturday we'd go to the city and i would you know take all these different acting classes for years from the time i was six until the time I was, uh, 14. And then when I had, you know, in, in, in that time I was involved, involved in a lot of community theater, a lot of school plays. I was always very heavily involved in, in the school drama departments. And then when I turned 14 years old, I had gotten, um, I, I was in high school and I had gotten involved in the football program. And I loved football, loved playing football, loved everything about football, the workouts, the weight training, the, the, the skill set, the, the, the running drills, the hitting, the smashing, everything. And I became a pretty decent football player. And by the time I, I had reached my senior year in high school, I had gotten um, four different colleges in the Northeast were offering me some sort of a, a scholarship to come play football for them. And I was left with a very difficult decision to make, and that decision was, do I put my dream on hold for another four years, get an education, play football, college football in order to get that education, which I really didn't want to do. I, I really was not excited about college football at all. Or do I say, fuck it all, throw caution to the wind and keep chasing this dream? And I remember sitting down. With my parents once they had found out on their own about the scholarships and my mother who like most parents opted for me to go to college take the scholarship you have an opportunity your father and i never had you need that you need this this you need a college education it's the way of the of today you, you got to get that degree and then you could focus on whatever it is you want to focus on and i just I i i wasn't excited about that at all and my father had looked at me and said, uh, you know, Mark, you spent the first 18 years of your life doing everything you could do to make your mother and I proud of you. Now, from this day forward, you gotta do what it takes to make you proud of yourself. And that, that was all the validation I needed because I knew deep down inside my mother would be okay with, you know, in time with whatever it is I chose to do as long as I was happy and, and, and fulfilled. And, you know, my father expressing it the way he did that was all the validation that I needed in the world. And at 17 years old, I moved to New York City. Uh, I went to American Musical and Dramatic Academy. I got accepted to a two-year program in Acting Conservatory, in which I dropped out in the first year because I felt like I wasn't really gaining anything from it that I hadn't already experienced or learned or become familiar with in all the years' training I had prior to that. So I had done one year and dropped out of American Musical and Dramatic Academy, um, in which I really tried to get my footing in new york city and i really tried to to get a handle on on living on my own um and the the business back then 19 years ago 18 years ago was so much different than the business today i mean i would spend every uh, sunday at the laundromat doing my laundry for the week while addressing manila envelopes and uh stapling headshots and resumes together and throwing stamps on them. And I would mail out 30 headshots and resumes a week. And more often than not, you would never hear back from these casting directors or these agents or these managers that you were reaching out to. It was a very, very difficult um, process in the business back then. There were no, there were very few showcases like there are today where you actually had face-to-face time, even if it's eight, nine, 10 minutes. Where, where you get to display your talent and your personality to, to a casting director who's working on a big project or an agent who who is well known in the business. It was a very, very different uh, process back then. And at, oftentimes it became very, very frustrating, of a process. And it was very easy to be discouraged back then. So by the time I, w- you know, at this time I was 17 years old and there were times where there were gaps you know a couple of years where maybe i i didn't try my hardest or i didn't give it my all to the business because of of um unforeseen circumstances or or at the time I, I you know i needed health benefits or work-related circumstances but for for the majority of that time i i was trying to to plant my feet in this business leave my imprint in this business and it was very difficult from the time I was 17 years old, attending American Musical and Dramatic Academy, 18 when I dropped out, until the time I was 30 years old, I had gotten an off, 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 as far off Broadway as you could get. I mean, I was in Brooklyn for fuck's sake. Uh, I had gotten an, uh, a part in a play that was showcasing so- showcasing and performing in Brooklyn. I had gotten an independent film, which went absolutely nowhere. Uh, And that was really the bulk of it. You know, maybe I had gotten one, two, three other very, very small, minuscule things. But you would think in a span of 12, 13 years, I'd have a little bit more to put on my resume. And I had nothing. I literally only booked a handful of things in those 12 or 13 years. And you want to talk about discouragement. You want to talk about frustration. You know, I I had friends of mine who were, you know, very good friends of mine, one of my best friends in the business, who, you know, within a matter of three years was out in L.A. on a soundstage every single day. He was in the show Passions and nominated for a Daytime Emmy, James Stevenson, a very, very talented individual. And I I had friends that were going on national tours. They were booking national tours for these different plays and traveling the country and doing what they love to do and getting paid for it. So it was very, very frustrating for me at times. And I was always proud of those that were actually able to do it. I just, for whatever reason, was never able to do it. And then I hit 30 years old, 30 years old, 12, 13 years after dropping out of AMDA. 12, 13 years of hustling and grinding and and pounding that pavement and kicking down doors and writing and just being creative every single way I could. I turned 30, and then something crazy happened. I met my agent, my manager, at a rock and roll venue, and I overheard a conversation he had with the owner that he, he knew, um, and he's an associate at, at the management company that represents me, and much like last week's episode with Alec Baldwin, seeing that I overheard the conversation, I decided to approach him, and it was the the, the best decision so far of my career because in that five-minute conversation I had with him, I was able to obtain his contact information for the management company. I was instructed to submit a headshot and resume and to call him on Monday. I was bouncing at this rock and roll venue. I was checking IDs at the door. It was a Friday night. or was Saturday night. And I was advised to call him on Monday, and I did just that. And it took me, I want to say, about two or three months to actually get in the door and audition for the management company. But once I did, everything started to fall into place. I had always looked older than I was. I'd, I had always looked a couple of years older than I was. And I think by the time I hit 30 years old, my look kind of, I kind of grew into my look a little bit then when I was 18 and I looked like I was 25. You know, I, I looked like a man in his 30s. and. And looking back at it, I believe that that was probably one of the biggest things that held me back those 12 or 13 years is I always looked much older than I was and I didn't have the maturity at the time to go along with the look that I I had, which, you know, is a big disconnect. And I ended up freelancing with this, uh, with my manager who was submitting me all the time on different things and it just started happening. I booked, you know, uh, Boardwalk Empire, and from Boardwalk Empire, I booked Gotham. From Gotham, I booked Daredevil. Daredevil, I booked you know uh, Blacklist. From Blacklist, I booked like all these things. Just started to fall into place for me, and and in doing so, I was able to build good relationships with certain casting directors on the East Coast in New York City. You know that I still have to this day, who still request me for auditions who are still excited to see me when I walk in the door for an audition. And that's really, really what it is. It's about networking and building relationships. And more importantly than that, though, I think it's really, truly, you got to be persistent. If you know what it is you want, then you just got to fucking go for it. Everything else in life could wait. You know what I mean? Like, you got to go for it. You got to be willing to sacrifice certain things if that's what it means to chase your dream, whatever your dream is, and you just got to go for it because you'll never ever know what it is you're truly capable of or what's in store for you if you never take that plunge. If I had given up 10 years ago at 26 years old because I was completely frustrated and discouraged and fed up with this industry and how it works, if I had given up at 26 years old At 30 years old, I never would have gotten formal representation. And from 30 to 35, 36 years old, I never would have booked these television shows. I never would have had the opportunity to work with Michael Shannon or Stephen Graham or James Spader, Christopher Maloney, Vincent D'Onofrio, Forrest I never would have had the opportunity, Rosario Dawson, to work with these individuals. And not just work with these individuals, But to learn from these individuals, see how they interact with everybody on set, get a sense of their professionalism, their personality, what character choices they decided to make for this particular scene or that particular line of dialogue. It's a learning experience and it's an amazing learning experience. So never give up on your dream because you never know what the universe has in store for you. If I had given up at 26 years old, I never would have experienced the, the last five years of success that I, I had. I never would have met Chaz Terry because I would have never taken his acting class. I would have never had the opportunity to converse and learn and study with one of the most influential people of my childhood. He is somebody that I have looked up to in this business as a role model because he's self-made. He is somebody that I have looked up to and respected in this business since I was a young boy. And I would have never had that opportunity to sit two feet from him and have real life dialogue and learn from him. All these experiences came for me after I turned 30. Because that's what the universe had in store for me, for whatever reason. So even though I've dedicated my entire life to this business and learning it and understanding it and gripping it, getting a a grip on it and, and really wrapping my mind around it, in order to be successful in the different endeavors of this industry that I love so much. Even though I've dedicated my entire life to it since the age of six years old, this business has not shown me an ounce of love until I turned 30. 24 years, I pounded that pavement. 24 years, I kicked down doors. 24 years, I've studied and I've researched and I've tried to wrap my head around this business until this business said, this kid's got something. So if I could do it for 24 years, each and every one of you could do it for 24 years. And I've had my share of haters in my life. I've had my share of people who have told me to give it up. How much longer am I going to do this for? How much longer am I going to lift paycheck to paycheck for? Or when am I going to get a real job? Uh, Think about a pension. I've had my share of it, but I've never let it knock me down. Because I knew more than anything what I was meant to do in my life. And after 24 years of striving for it and forging forward, I'm just now, over the last five, getting a taste of it. Well, that's all I got for you this week, guys. I hope I was able to give you that little motivational kick in the ass you all need to get your week started. Hope I gave you all something to think about. Chase your dreams a little harder, pound that pavement a little more. Guys, I want to thank everybody once again for tuning in week in, week out. We are growing. We're in multiple countries now across the globe. With your help, of course, let's see how far of a reach this podcast can actually get. Let's see how big of a reach we can actually grab and hold on to. Also, guys, next week, make sure you tune in, subscribe, download. I have a very special guest next week, Gus Medina. You guys might know him as DJ Your Honor. He is a very talented DJ who now currently travels the country, DJing at different festivals, different venues all across the country, East Coast to West Coast. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about how we know each other, how we actually work together many years back when he was just a weekend warrior spinning records in different bars in New York City uh, just trying to get his feet wet and what it took to get him from being a weekend warrior DJ all the way up to where he is today where he's spinning records for a living at all these amazing venues clubs and festivals across the globe so make sure you tune in for that episode next week Gus Medina aka DJ your honor it's going to be an awesome episode very inspirational this individual is extremely inspirational and and I encourage all of you to make sure you give it a listen. Guys, for those of you that do subscribe and download, I do want to thank you very much. As I stated, our reach is getting bigger. We are now in Algeria, Panama, Colombia, Egypt, UK, Paris, Belgium, Australia, United States, of course, as well as Canada, Mexico. We are on many different podcasting distribution platforms, guys. You can find us on Apple, Spotify. Uh, stitcher google podcast radio public cast box as well as many others you can basically find us on every platform that you choose to listen to your podcast on simply by searching the rise mark basil link to our podcast will come up click that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode guys all right guys We had just started an Instagram page for our podcast. I want you to go over to the good old IG, click on that search button, type in the Rise Podcast underscore Mark Basil, and I want you guys to follow it. That's where we're going to be posting all the news and clips of our upcoming episodes, our guests little snippets of each interview that we do if you guys are interested you can go ahead and you can look me personally up on instagram as well that's at md basil the podcast shows instagram is at the rise podcast underscore mark basil you can also find me on facebook simply by searching mark basil and if any of you are interested in checking out my screen credits you can look me up on imdb simply by searching mark basil guys All right, that's all I got for you today, guys. Thanks again for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe and download. You don't want to miss a single episode because the rise is only gonna get better. Welcome to The Rise. I'm your host, Mark Basil. This is the podcast where we talk industry, we talk business, we talk shit, we motivate, and we get things done.